Centre Parks, before we're officially into Tier 3, Centre Parks, said on our website, if, you, um, if you're if in Tier 1, Tier 2, Tier 3, this is what you can and can't do. Tier 3 basically saying you can't you can't come. But here's a, um, a cancellation slash refund form mm. that you can easily fill out and everything's sorted. Brilliant, no problem at all. But then a day or two later, Lucy said to me, yeah, I've done it all, but there's a £25 cancellation fee. So I'm like, you what? You what? As if, as if. Um, so as the day goes on, I was like, I'll tweet him if you want. Shall I tweet him? <laughs> she went, yeah, go on then. So I sent him a tweet saying, Hi, hey, Centre Parks UK, on your website, you won't allow anybody from Tier 3 to visit any of your sites and have put together a cancellation form that it affects. Great. But please tell me why you are charging a £25 cancellation fee. That is not booking with confidence. Ooh. Right. Okay, yeah. So about 30, 40, 40 minutes later, Georgina replies back to me. Hi, Mike. We aren't charging any cancellation fees. Did you at all purchase the cancellation insurance as an extra on your booking? This would have been an active policy from the time you made your booking. Therefore, this is non-refundable. So I read this out to Lucy, and she's looking at me. And I could just see slowly the realisation that, yeah, that might be it, Mike. <laughs> so she gets her phone out, she checks, and she's like... Yeah, it's the insurance. <laughs> like, great. So I tweeted them back saying, I have since been informed by my girlfriend, Brackets, who told me to tweet you on this matter, that this is indeed the insurance. I wholeheartedly apologize and will never tweet on her behalf again. Thank you for getting back to me and have a lovely life. Yeah, you need to make sure you put the blame back on her. Social yeah, media needs to know it's not me. <laughs> I know it was horrible to you, but it was someone else. It was definitely her. Whether they believe me or not, I'm not too sure. But she did reply back to me saying, no worries, Mike. It's an easy mistake. Apology accepted. Take care. And I just felt like a dick. Or they're, doing a, or they're doing a celebration dance in the background. That admin. <laughs> yes, we got one. It wasn't awful oh, this time. Yeah. If Georgina would have been like, she'd be writing that going, <laughs> we haven't charged you anything. It's your insurance. <laughs> Flexing those things. Nice like, it. Yep. Oh, Here absolutely. We go. Here yeah. we go. I used to do back in the day, um, I used to do a lot of customer service, social media stuff, mm. at an old company. And when you found out you were completing the right, you'd be like, oh, Okay then, here yeah. we go. That was that was the best thing about like retail or any sort of customer service thing is that when they're in the wrong, they're telling you that you're wrong, but you're like, <laughs> I'll just let you say peace. And um, the amount of complaint, River Round was the best. It yeah. used to be brilliant. There was there was one particular person I remember. She brought back a white bag and it had like a a blue stain rubbed up at the side. She was like, I don't want this bag. I was like, I'm sorry, can't return it. You've worn it. No, I haven't. No, I haven't. It's been on my kitchen side. No, you've definitely worn it. No, I haven't. No, I haven't. I, I can see the gene marks that are rubbed up against the bag. Well, I don't want it anymore. Well, I'm sorry, you can't return it. But I've not, I've not worn it. I, I've, I've not used it. I was like, well, you have. You clearly have. I'm sorry. Um, 
And then we had an exchange and then she went off and she went back to customer services and, and kicked off. And customer services came to me and said, um, yeah, can you just enlighten us on this? I was like, yeah, of course I can. Yeah. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. She'd worn it. She said she hadn't. I'm not returning it. If you want to return it, that's fine, but I'm not knocking it off our uh, revenue. And I didn't hear anything off them since. <laughs> um, but it's great. It's great when you're on the other end of that. If I was Georgina, yeah. I'd have been loving it. <laughs> well, on that note, welcome to A Daft Question. This is the podcast where we try to debate the questions you never thought you needed answering. Uh, David Evans here on the microphone once again. And joining me, as always, is the beauty to my beast. It's Mr. Mike Malins. Stop it. It's a handsome beast, I must add. Um... How are you doing, David? Oh, I'm all right. I'm all right once again. You're all right. You're all right. Uh, That's like... going to wear off quite quickly. Yes. <laughs> like your story, I'm also holiday-less thanks to this uh, bloody yeah. coronavirus. So Wales, where were you meant to go? Uh, Wales was supposed to be the destination. Oh, that was, yeah. You can't do anything, can you, Wales? No. So, um, so yeah. So it's a half-term week off. It's nice to have a week off, but it's just yeah. now trying to find stuff to do. Yeah, which is uh fun. I think Safari Park is in order this week. Oh, okay then. See, that's all right. You can so see your car, right. can't you? Um. So yeah, and uh, just places with fields. With fields, you know, you can't really book anywhere to go now. It's no. too late, and the so, weather's naff. It's not like it's June or July, is it? I know. Yeah. So we went out today. That was quite nice. Weather was, okay. was cold, but it was nice weather. But apart from that, it's just right. Right. What are the fields? Where did you go? Uh, went to a place called Dudmaston. Which is nope, a, never heard of it. Yeah, it's a, it's like a national trust place. Oh, okay then. What are your national trust places filled with lots of middle class people? <laughs> Little tip for you: if you're going to do more national trust places, yeah, you want your free car parking and whatever. Yeah, you know you can get national trust uh, memberships. Yeah, you get the Scottish one. It's cheaper, right? And you can and you can go all, and you can use it all over UK. Really? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, okay. There's a, a fact saving, fact saving, money saving tip for everybody there. Yeah, basically, you can call me money saving expert. <laughs> if you want to uh, get the overpriced drinks and the lots of middle class people wearing gilets all the time, then um, <laughs> National Trust is your place to go. It is, isn't it? Uh, Michael, this week we're recording, uh, it's Halloween at the weekend. So there is a very, very loose Halloween feel <laughs> to, uh, to questions this week. Uh, so we're going to join those very much. Um, we are going to get to correspond. I'm excited for a correspondence this week. Yeah, I feel that you've got, you've, and I'll let you on this one. You've got a lot of input for the correspondence this week. Yeah, I've got some uh, particular correspondence from Bernard's Watch last week. Yes. Which will be interesting. Um, Mike, before we get onto that, it's the bit of the podcast you enjoy the most. It's the bit where you get to repeat all the social channels where people <laughs> can uh, give us questions. And bear in mind, people still are messaging me personally with their opinions do it on the official channels yeah <laughs> god damn it do it on the official channels Although we haven't made it for fun we've made it so it's easier for everyone <laughs> yeah. um and to remind people so they don't keep telling me personally and i will now have their vendetta against them what are those personal channels not personal, personal channels, channels. What, are, what are those channels sorry our channels um yes. twitter and instagram at a daft question Send us a tweet, give us a DM, comment on a picture, whatever you like. Um, email us at a daft question. Sorry, email us at a email us a daft question at gmail.com or search a daft question on YouTube and comment on one of our videos. 
Very, very good. And if you're listening on iTunes and you like the podcast so far, hopefully you do, give us a five-star review and a comment. We'd really appreciate it. I know every single podcast under the sun asks you this, but it literally does take two, well, it just takes about 10 seconds to do. And, 10 seconds. And 22 we're on now. Yeah, exactly. Come on, let's mm. get to let's get to twenty five. Twenty. I'd be happy with. I'd be over moving with twenty five. There must be three people out there with iTunes who haven't done it yet. Who would think? You know what? Yeah, go on then. Go on. Yeah, that's, go on. that's to be. I'll give you a five star, not a one star. Uh, Don't be that person. Uh, yeah, well, no. <laughs> I um I did a little beg on Facebook earlier to try and get us a uh, five star. Fingers so we'll crossed. See. Then let's see if any of those Facebook begs. <laughs> Come and knock him. Uh, right, let's do a correspondence. Before I get into the my bit of correspondence, Mike, any other particular correspondence from last week's question? Um, yes, we've got a, a few people that mentioned about the uh, bunk beds. Yeah, okay. Um, so, th- now this is a great name on Twitter, I think. His name Daniel Ratcliffe. Okay. But he's at... His handle, Addy, yeah. handle, his handle. We should have, we sh- should have asked David last week. His handle <laughs> is... At the Ratman Scoop. Oh, I like it. Good in it. It's good. I like it. Yeah. Um, so he said top for him, just because in general top is the best in most most things. So top of the league, top of the charts, etc. Um, and when I delved a little bit deeper, he said that he'd been on stag dues, didn't bang his head when he pissed, and he still went on the top bed. Mm. But he wouldn't have liked to have slept below him because after a night out and a dirty kebab, mm. who emoji? It seeps through. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So thank you very much for that. Um, We also, there was someone else as well. Hang on. Organisation here. Yeah, I know. I thought I'd screenshot it. Burner's watch, burner's watch. No, well, okay. Well, I can't find it at the minute, but um, we did do a poll on the Instagram I don't know if you saw oh, this. Oh, I didn't actually see it, but carry on. So we did top bunk or bottom bunk. Yeah. With the answers simply being top, of course, or bottom. I'm not stupid. And this was actually quite close compared Ooh, to the okay, other ones. Okay. So top, of course, was 41%. Mm-hmm. Bottom, I'm not stupid, 59%. Ooh, not as close as a Brexit vote, but nearly there. It's no, I mean, yeah, it's not a Brexit vote. No, you're right. Mm. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, so that was that. And then I did have at least one for the um, Burner's Watch. Yeah. Um, at Mike Jones 8772. Um, said he loved it as a kid, but looking back, he can't help but feel the watch was wasted on Bernard. I think we established that last which, week. Yeah, we? which, which we completely agree. And that was the whole basis of our podcast, Mike. <laughs> um <laughs> And I did have one. Um, well, I had a couple, actually. So, obviously, we talked about what goes well together that shouldn't go well together. Yes. Um, so Haley from America, my good old cousin, ah, spreading okay. the love over there. Number she's one podcast put, in America. Number one podcast in America. She's put cheese and peanut butter in a sandwich. Cheese and peanut. Now, now, as a connoisseur of a man who likes cheese with anything, would you go with cheese and peanut butter? I've since tried this. Yeah. I've tried this as a sandwich and I would eat it again. <laughs> <laughs> you do it was, cheese it was, anything. It was very dry. Okay. Um, so I'll probably put a little bit more butter on next time, but it, it worked well. I'll give it that. Okay. All right. Um, and then the other one was Kirsty Foster, who said that one of her butties is cheese and jam. 
Oh, again, Which, again, I'm going to trust your opinion on this. Would you do well, cheese I, and jam? I've, I've not tried it because we don't have jam, but I imagine it would be nice. I imagine it'd be a lot, not moist, because people don't like the word moist. Um, wouldn't be as dry. Okay. It wouldn't be as dry as cheese and peanut butter. Are you going to put that on your to-do list, cheese and jam? If, if the, yeah, if, if the opportunity is there for me to have a bit of jam with the cheese that's in the fridge, and I will, I, I'm, I'm here to research and put myself forward for this podcast. So if it means I have to eat a sandwich, yeah, damn it, Dan, uh, Daniel, damn it, David, <sighs> how many is? <laughs> damn it, David, I will do it. Okay. I'm sure listeners could try this out as well for our sake as well. Surely someone's got some cheese Absolutely. and some jam at home. Just try a bit on a bit of bread and butter and just let us know what you think. Uh, but trust it just confirms opinion. that cheese goes with everything. Yes. Uh, yes, maybe. Mm. Okay. Right, um, your turn, David. Bernard's watch correspondence, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I had more correspondence to this than I thought I would get. <laughs> um, so... We'll we'll go for the big bit at the mm. end. We'll build up mm-hmm. to that bit. All right. Okay. So a lot of people say to me they'd never heard of Burners Watch whatsoever. So they're in your right. mic. Well, no, uh, I'd I'd heard of it. Okay. About ten years ago, but never um, fifteen years ago. But I just never watched it. Okay. I had a lot of people saying they just never heard of it, or when I sent them a YouTube clip, they were like, "No idea what this was." So I think there was a a generational thing. I think it perhaps touched certain age ranges. Yep, of okay. our generation, but might maybe miss younger or older audiences. Um, but that's then when the strange correspondence start coming in about Bernie's <laughs> Watch when people knew about it. So a friend of mine who uh, tweets in the show regularly, that Matt Alica, yes, he's a good friend, Matt from my uh, lesser successful podcast days. Um, he sent me a message. He said he said uh, that he really enjoyed the podcast last week, which is always oh, good a good man. thing. Um, and he sent me this. Does message. he give us a five star review? Um, I think he has. Okay. I'm now going to peer pressure him to do that <laughs> if he does have an Apple phone. Um, when I was talking about that, he said uh, there's a guy who works at a place called Turkish Delight in Chapelash. Uh, Chapelash is just before Wolverhampton City Centre. Okay. A lot of um, a lot of restaurants there. There's a lot of takeaway places there as well. He says that the uh, a guy who works in that place appeared as an extra in the newer series of Birdie to Watch as a head teacher. Oh, cool. Little factoid there for you. What's the newer series? Have um, they rebooted it? Yeah, no. So this is something I didn't mention last week. Uh, the guy he played at David Peachy did mm-hmm. it for a few years, and then they recast him, and they did like a newer, <sighs> almost a slightly rebooted version of Bernie's Watch okay. for a few years. Um, and then one of my good friends, Matt Hobbs, yep. um, texts me saying, you enjoyed the show again. Good man. Um, I'd inadvertently mentioned twice last week in stories and kind of completely forgot. So bunk bed story, the story I said about how I nearly pulled the bunk bed completely over. Yes. On, um, he was in the bottom bunk. Oh, right, <laughs> that <okay>. scenario. <laughs> and the story about a friend of mine who he's a friend at uni, you think lol was something else. Um, he's, okay. It was him. He was his friend at uni who right. thought lol. Right. Anyway. So he texted me this thing and I, I can't believe he's never told me this to this day. He was in the same hall at uni as David Peachy. Really? So he was in the same hall as him at uni. That's I can't sweet. believe he's never told me the story. So he said to me that he'd never really spoke to him, seemed like an okay guy, but just mm-hmm. they just passed in the corridor and that was it. But some of the stuff, some of the stories he told me were that when his flatmate kind of figured out 
who he was. Right. It was very much the case of we're introducing to other people. Oh, did you ever hear that Beerness Watch program? Absolutely. So you could, I kind of got the sense it probably got to him a bit if all, yeah. all the time people are saying this. Yeah, it would. There's a face, there was a Facebook group set up called Berners Watch the Uni Years, and it was just oh, filled wow. with pictures of Burn, of David Peachy going clubbing. Okay. Um, and one story told me as well, these flatmates were trying to oppress some girls by saying they knew this guy. <laughs> that um, was the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I would have definitely used that as a chat up line. So they had these girls over, and uh, they, these girls obviously really wanted to meet him. And they said, uh, okay, so the next not-so-tall person, brown-haired person that walks in will be him. Mm-hmm. And my mate, who fits that description, walks in. <laughs> so right, all these okay. girls will show to him, like, oh, what's it like a bird's watch? And he's like, uh, that's not me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it, but, um, he, it seemed like he was studying medicine at the time as well. Um, Clever lad. So, um, so yeah. So, and also the big news. Sorry, after all that, yeah. Don't don't miss out the big news. <laughs> thanks to the power of Twitter, um, somehow we have convinced that man, David Peachy, who played Bernie's Bernie's Watch, to come on the podcast Woo-hoo! in the new year to talk about Bernie's Watch. Um, I thought he'd completely ignore my kind of quirky message saying you're mm-hmm. more than welcome to come on if you want to, but he said he's more than welcome to do it in the new he year. Did. So let's. I will. DM him in the new year. Let's see if that was a genuine request, not yeah. just a, let me just say something now and you'll forget yeah, in the exactly. new year. Uh, but if we can get him on in the new year and talk a bit about Bernie's watch back in the day and the, the stuff we asked on last week's show about yeah, yeah. do people still ask him, does he keep any watches? I guess that he he tried to stay away from it at uni. Mm. That's my impression. It's. I mean, it sounds, I mean, if, yeah, I, I'd have been all over it, but, but I was, I'm not, I'm not in that camp, but I'd have, at uni, I'd have been like, yeah, yeah. In fact, I don't know why I didn't even use it as a chat line. Like, no one would have known if I wasn't Bernard for Bernard Watch. Um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how he feels about the show now, yeah. um, what he was like at uni about it. Because it probably could have gone one way or the other, and it sounds like it went the other. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what, what his feelings and thoughts are on it. I would love to if you would try to pretend you were Bernard from Bernard's Watch at uni. Mm. And people just Google you and go, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I've, I've got older. I've changed a bit. If you if you think about it, though, when we went to uni to, from 2005, smartphones weren't really a thing. Mm. But we did used to hang out a lot in the computer rooms in our spare time. We did. Before lectures, it was like, what should we do? Computers? Yep, okay. Yeah, we, yeah, we did, actually, <laughs> didn't we? Like, first thing. Um, yeah, but, I mean, if, if, if I went on a night out and said I was um, the guy that played Bernard Watch... They'd have to wait till the day after to Google me, so it would have worked that night. It wouldn't have been an issue. <laughs> That's genius stuff like that. So you could now get away with saying that on play days, the kid who says nobody knows, you could say you were that voice. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I once said I was the Moki Bar kid. Um, <laughs> Um, don't know if it was a union or not, but I, I'm sure I said I was the Milky Bar kid. Um, and I got a case, so it, it worked. There we go. Well mm. done. Thank you. <laughs> right. It's a slightly very loose Halloween theme. Two questions this week. Mike, should we get on to questions? Um. 
Michael, uh, one of the great pastimes of Halloween as a kid is trick-or-treating. You turn up to random people's houses, you ask for sweets for nothing in return, and for some reason people give you those sweets. Mm. Uh, but my question to you is, do people ever say trick to the response of trick-or-treat? And if they do, what do people actually do for a trick? I mean, I don't think they do, but you've got to have it in the bag, haven't you? You've yeah, got to, exactly. You've, you've got to be ready, because, I mean, last year... So last year, I remember, um, we, yeah, yeah, I think it was might have been the first um, Halloween we were actually going to be in for. Um, and we got some sweets and whatever. And I said to Lucy, I was like, yeah, I've been speaking to people at work. We need we need something at the front door to let other people know that we're playing the game. She's like, no, mm. we don't. I was like, yeah, yeah, no, apparently it's a thing, like a skeleton, a pumpkin or whatever, something at the front door so people know that, yeah, we're game, knock on our door, we'll give yeah. you sweets. No one knocks on the door because we didn't put anything at the front door. So okay. we had all these sweets. So, I mean, I wasn't complaining. We got to finish the sweets at the end. But I was ready to be like, yeah, I want a trick. Like, okay. what are you going to do to me? Um, but what you do, I mean, a, a, a dance? It's not really a trick, is it? I remember, right. I, I remember as a kid, the only time I remember anyone doing trick, I was like mm. five years old. Obviously, some knocks at all trick or treat. We said trick. And all they do, they just basically rip up some grass off the front lawn lawn and try and throw it at us bear in mind really? when they throw it at us it didn't go anywhere it just <laughs> glided yeah, yeah of course but even as a five-year-old when they start doing this i just thought that's how grass that is absolutely what are you doing? <laughs> get off you're not getting anything now lads don't and i understand what you're saying in terms of you put something at the front door as a universal sign of yeah we're trick-or-treating so yeah don't you think that, that people don't really trick-or-treat anymore because no, I've never on. had anyone here as a random in my house coming to the door to do trick-or-treating. And it must have been at my mom and dad's when I was maybe about 17, 18. I don't think since then anyone ever came to the door to do trick-or-treating. I, I, see, I was going to say, I think it's bigger now than what it was, what oh, it was really? used to be. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think there's a lot more. I mean, I don't know if it's you just see it more on Facebook or whatever, but I think there's a lot more kids now going out trick-or-treating um because i think obviously it started in america yeah, yeah. i think it just slowly trickled is that the trickle action slowly trickled michael's doing some like a foreign cricket <laughs> if people need to know for the audio um slowly trickled over across the pond over here and now it's just got momentum because if you imagine as a kid obviously a lot of people watch american kids tv mm-hmm. shows trick-or-treating 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 then your asda's your sainsbury's your pound shops they all get on it um you can buy a quick costume you know yeah if you, you don't have to put a lot of, of effort into it you can spend five quid an outfit for a kid and just go out and then get as many sweets as you want but i remember once um and I did, we didn't really do trick-or-treating my mom and dad well my mum really was a bit against it my dad once mm-hmm. did when we visited him a weekend we never told my mum saw his mum um but i remember i was my mum had gone out or whatever me and my brother were home alone we heard a rumor that next door but one was giving out money Instead of sweets, so we got we got a bin bag each and just put it over us. <laughs> knocked on door, was like trick or treat. She's like, it's barely a costume. We're like, yeah, but we're dead ghosts. She went, she went off in the kitchen, <laughs> came back with two. We got two quid each. <laughs> Happy days. Dead ghosts. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really think <laughs> when I said that. Then, if I think I did that once, I had a black bin bag, and I think. My sister used some Tipex and just tried to draw like that line of a skeleton costume. Right. But I, 
I remember going trick or treating a lot as a kid. Okay, but I again, I don't. I've not seen anyone randomly knock a house around here, especially for years. When you went trick or treating, did you have a trick up your sleeve just in case? No. See, exactly. even that, right, for me, that concept is weird, though, because you go to the door and say, trick or treat. Now, in any other exchange, if I was to stand there and say, treat, I'd expect them to give me a treat. Yeah. So why do I, why would I stand there, knock, knock, knock trick or treat, open the door, trick or treat? Oh, I, say, I see what you mean. You're expecting the person at the door to give, as yeah. in, the person knocking the door to give you, well, this falls into uh, what uh, Catherine does now with the girls, because mm-hmm. obviously we do the coordinated trick or treat where you go, you have to drive to people's houses to do those trick or treating, right? Um, but she calls it Happy Treat Day. Okay, then. So we turn up with a treat to the person that we're knocking Aww. on because, and I understand it from Catherine's point of view. It's very much that you, is you, Catherine, yeah, all over. You shouldn't expect that someone. You run, you know, but you could turn it up either unannounced or you mm-hmm. giving them like a bit of warning. We're going to come around if that's okay. Should have sweets with them. Yeah. So I've already Aww. put the feelers out to a couple of people to say <laughs> this is probably happening on Saturday. So maybe politely, please be prepared. Are you, so are you still going to trick and treat then? We still going to do it. Oh yeah, you're not tier three though, are you? No, we're in. We're a good old tier two at the minute. Yeah, up here it's like there's. I've seen so many things on Facebook. Oh, about what I to guess- do. Actually, yeah, I guess, how would that work in a well, the, year three? I, I, I'm not too sure how it's going to work, because thankfully, Ivy's, we don't have to do a trick-or-treat with Ivy yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have seen something on Facebook, which I thought was quite decent, where you get you just get pumpkins, mm-hmm. put them in the front door, and then just get like a shitload of chip, chubba chups, stick them in the top, and then That's people just good. come along and then just take their individual lollipops, which I thought was a decent idea. There'll be someone who will just take them all. There'll be some bastard. <laughs> Me? I um, to all the sweets. house, somebody just took them all. <laughs> I do. I, I remember one year that w- when I lived at my mum's, um, which you remember, it was like in the sticks. It's out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we never bothered, never bothered at all. And I think it was one of our neighbours' grandkids knocked on our door. It was like, trick or treat. It was like, shit, we've got nothing. Right, hang on. We raided the cupboards. <laughs> I was like, I can give you two Kit Kats. <laughs> That's all I've got. I, I think yeah, my mum and dad used to do that when uh, you, when you never expected someone to come around. You'd be like, um, I've got this club biscuit <laughs> if you want it. Oh, club biscuits. I think it got to a point when if you were really like, oh, we've got nothing, then my dad would give like some proper like shrapnel like i've got like, right. some spare two peas here you go you can have yeah. that and the kids will be like what the hell is that I'm like well <laughs> it's that or a club biscuit mate which one do you want club biscuit or that yeah. other, other way <laughs> True. see I, I i just wasn't I, i'm thinking i'm not giving you money i'm mm. not like i you've probably just come to ours because we know the neighbors and whatever i'm skint as it is i'm not giving you money here i have two kit kats knowing your and mom's then, knowing your mom's house as well mm-hmm if someone does knock the door, I'd be a bit shit scared thinking, who the hell oh, is, is coming around here? Oh, every time. Every time if someone knocks on that door late, it's like, it was. it's literally that old that old kind of thing of you look at each other and go, are you expecting someone? No. Are you? No. It's like that Peter R- K sketch of what time's this? What yeah. time's this? Because you've got, if I remember your mum's really, there is like a wood, isn't there? And isn't there like a little bridge with a little stream as well? Yeah, to, yeah. To so get to the house. Proper like back roads, off the main road, down a, a, a street, and then it's up a dirt track. 
Um, many a times I've thought I could have a back cave here and just get the Batmobile out here. Um, and you go up a di- bit of a dirt track and then, yeah, it's, it goes over the old train train tracks, train yeah. line of yesteryear and go over that bridge and then it's just four houses on the right-hand side. But it is literally that like no one goes up there no. unless you, you see one of them houses. If someone did a trick and you said, okay, trick, would you not be re- surely, even though you're asking for it, would you not as a homeowner would be really pissed off? So someone said, I've got some silly string, you know, in the cans mm-hmm. where you spray it on you. Would you not be a bit like, I know you're asking for it, but what the hell are you doing? Well, so if I say trick and they cover me in silly string, yeah, string. Is, it, is it silly string? I'd, is yeah, it's silly string. Yeah, yeah. I would slam the door in their face. <laughs> So I, it defeats I want, the object, though, of it, doesn't it? That's what I mean. Like, if you're asking I want for some trick, sort of, like, I'm Simon Cowell, you perform, monkey. You're asking for a magic trick, basically. Yes. What's your party trick? So, so right, so if I, you knock on my door right now and I say trick, what would you do? Jeez. Um, northern accents. <laughs> I've you always, ain't getting shit I've for always, that. I've always wanted the party trick. And about, was it last year? I thought, you know what? I'm going to try and learn the moonwalk. Mm. Yeah. So I, went to, I thought, you know what? That okay. is a, a wedding, especially. Oh. It co- song comes on. You bust that out when no one expects it. Everyone would be talking about you the morning after. Exactly. Everyone. Not the bride. Sack no. you. It's all about <laughs> me. And I thought, you know, I'm going to learn this. And then I think I, I attempted it for like an hour off a couple of YouTube videos and I just couldn't bother <laughs> to. <laughs> I might, I think, thinking about it now, during lockdown, maybe I could have thought, maybe I have a maybe, bit more time to do this. Maybe you could have done, yeah. So next wedding, Mike, wherever they, if I'm busting out the moonwalk, you know why. <laughs> I finally <laughs> learned it. How about yours? What would be your party trick? I don't know if, I, I don't know if this is a party trick. And I, you might remember this. I can spread my two fingers quite wide. I wondered where that was going. <laughs> I don't remember this. So I can... Jesus! So <laughs> what the hell is right, that? So that's normal. That's normal. <laughs> I mean, that's... people who are listening to this need to go find the YouTube version for this. Jeez. I that's mean... normal. You could fit a double-decker bus through that. It's. I could do it like an L. That's like your superpower, so that is, isn't it? So I don't know if that's a party trick. I think just class it if you want to. Just class it as a party trick. I mean, that's trick. what I'm bringing out. If anyone asks me for a party trick, that's what I'm bringing out. You know, said when we, we said a few weeks ago when we were going to apply to Supermarket Sweep and put something in down interesting. <laughs> that's what you should put down. Ryland, this is what I can do. What, what are you say to me? No, no, no. Look at my fingers. Look how they can spread. The thing is, I, the only reason I can do that is because... In high school, year eight, year nine, I was going out with this girl, Sally Cottom, um, and we'd gone ice skating. And then I think we had some sort of argument or whatever, and we're on the coach, and she's just just pretty much sat opposite me. And I'd said something, and she turned around and gave me the Vs, but as wide as that. And I wasn't even mad at her for being annoyed at me. I, I was impressed with how wide her fingers were. And I kept thinking, how have you done that? And I've genuinely, literally, like the moonwalk, but you gave up. I just worked at it and worked at it and worked at it. And now, yeah, now I can... You are literally like pulling your fingers apart with yeah. splinters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so if you listen to this, I uh, would really 
implore you to go find the YouTube version of this episode and find <laughs> Michael's very spread apart <laughs> fingers so you can see the evidence um, and brief recap as me. So, um, trick or treat, Mike, we're saying that um, nobody says yeah. trick no. and nobody actually has a trick. If people do actually have a trick they did as a kid that perhaps went completely wrong. Please let us know. Please let us know. Please let us know. Um, next question, Mike, shall we mm. do? Phobias, Michael. Everybody has probably some kind of phobia, whether serious or completely daft. Mm-hmm. And as it's Halloween and people are supposed to be scared of things at Halloween, I wanted to ask you, what is the silliest phobia somebody could have? Well, I thank, thank, thank God for Google. Yeah. Because I didn't have a clue. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. But I found three that I think is, yeah, it's inter- they're interesting. Do you have any phobias, Mike? Are you willing to diverge? Do I you don't... actually have? I mean, I've got a phobia of dying, but I suppose... I think well, a lot of people be... probably have that. I will, I will literally sit there watching TV and just, it will get in my head and then I can't stop thinking about it that one day I will die and that's it. Like, it will be... You just fall, like you go deeper and deeper, and it's like literally that's it. You've stopped. You don't see this person, that person. You can't watch it. Like it's just black, and that's it. That's you. You don't expect to wake up in the morning. It's a deep, deep hole. Um, you know, I, have besides, that, I have that same feeling about the last couple of episodes of Lost. I mean, all right. Where I mean, I go in a black hole thinking, what? How did they ruin that show? Never watched it. Um, first it was really good and then I found out how it ended and I was like oh dear anyway right. so fear of dying and fear of lost there yeah um, but not I was I was scared of a rat in our gaffer at uni once okay. well, I say it once we had a rat and it was a big fucking rat um, and I just remember getting out of the shower it was like a bath shower type thing yeah. one foot out and the other one went to go over, and I saw the rat scurry along, Ooh. go down the um, back of the sink cylinder thing, yep. and down its little hole. And I jumped back in that bath as quick as you could say, help! Did it, um, did it appear in the kitchen at all? Well, yeah, it runs from... Because the, the uni house had the kitchen, and then you'd walk into the, the bathroom. So it ran from the kitchen yep. down the sink. So you had a rat in the kitchen? I had a rat in the kitchen. And you know what to do. And I did not have a clue what to do. Um, I, it's not necessarily a phobia, but I hate moths. Moths? Yeah, moths are the devil. Yeah, they scare, clothes. They, what are they going to do to you? They scare the bejesus out of me. <laughs> they are. Oh, I can't stand them. There is a video on YouTube where someone has like reared a moth to like a massive size and it's got all these twiddly little legs. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, moths um, are horrible. 100%. Is, is there, I'm, I'm just Googling if there's a there's name prob- for it. There's probably there a, is a name. There is a name for it. Oh, and what is that? Mothophobia or something? No. So it's the fear of butterflies or moths. Okay. And it's lepidopterophobia. Okay. I probably do have lepidopterophobia. <laughs> moths are... <laughs> You just sound like you're breaking up in a phone call. <laughs> Moths are the devil. They are the devil. Like, like what are they going to do to you? Um, go down my throat. I don't know. <laughs> go down your throat. They just, I don't know what it is. The way they fly really fast with their wings, <laughs> like a kingfisher. 
don't know. There's just something about them looks evil. I remember once as a kid, I went into my room and turned the light on. There was a gigantic moth on like a row of like books or something had him on, on a shelf. And obviously you kind of freeze a bit. Um, no, no, so- David. No, you obviously don't. <laughs> just you, mate. <laughs> so I got my dad to get it. So my dad got it, right? Please tell me you were like 20 or something. <laughs> no, it was last week. Um, so I got my, got my dad to get it. And, but what he did, he threw it out the window, but he just about closed the window in time because it almost went round and tried to come back in. Right, okay. It was like stuck on the window. And I was like, geez, like, <laughs> that wanted to come back in and get me. Um, so yeah, moths for me. Um, I do have a couple others. I found online, but what are the ones you found on Google, Mike, of your phobias? I also um, thank God for Google because I found some crackers of phobias on mm, Google as well. Um, now I've got a favorite one, but I'm going to leave that to last. Okay. And I, I, there's every chance you might have that one. So there is a name for a fear of dummies, mannequins, wax figures, etc. Okay. What's so basically, um, Madame Two Swords is somebody's worst nightmare that's like ground zero isn't it for like a phobia yeah okay um and that name is automatonopianophobia people just make these up don't they when they figure them out yeah i'll say it again <laughs> automatonophobia okay um, Onoma- yeah. onomatopoeia is like an english thing isn't it well I, at first I'm, i was like is that that's i had to read it twice to make sure it wasn't onomatopoeia yeah it's a, it's, it's a phobia it's, of the English language. <laughs> Automatonophobia. Okay. All right. So mm. that one for dummies. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What else? Um, now, I <laughs> I think a ginger started this one. Okay. It's a phobia of the sun. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so, and they're called heliophobia. Okay. Where you're literally afraid of the sun, and that that has to be like a ginger or someone. Yeah, that 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 skin that burnt ratio to yeah, ginger hair. Like the moment you step outside, the sun's shining. No, <laughs> no, I'm going back in. I can't do this. <laughs> hey, um, and my favourite one that I found <laughs> is a fear of having an actual phobia. So it's a phobia <laughs> of a phobia called. Phobophobia. Oh, of course it is. Of course it is. I mean, those people would not get out, surely. A you can't. Fear phobia. Like, like, I mean, how do, I've been racking my brains. How does that work? Where you just wake up and you're scared of being scared of something. I guess that is a state of constant anxiety. It must be. That's probably, uh, people do have like obviously constant anxiety all the time. So that yep. must be a version of that, I'm guessing. That must be that must be a version of that. Maybe, um, yeah. Because I, I suppose you can get people that are anxious about something at work, but then I suppose you can get people that are on the edge quite a lot and they're just scared of of anything going wrong. Yeah, so they've yeah. got phobophobia. It must be a version of it, uh, right? I found some on Google as well, which I quite enjoyed. Um, a fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth. So that person who like cheese and uh, peanut butter, yep. they don't have this phobia, presumably. Yeah, well, hopefully not. <laughs> it's called, all right, let's try this. When I used to do my other less successful podcast, my one f- uh, flaw was not being able to pronounce uh, footballers' names from outside the British Isles. Paul Merson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was literally the Paul Merson of Wolves fancast. Um, this one is called Arachbutrophobia. 
Arach- oh, okay. Arachi or no, sorry, Arachi butrophobia. Yep. Do you think people with these phobias tell them I've got made up words phobia, or do they just say I've got a fear of peanut butter sticking to the top of my mouth? I think they say that. The, the latter. They must say the latter. Although to sound a little bit better, would you say the full phobia and make it sound like it's a proper phobia? <laughs> well, I've got da, 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 yeah. Da, uh, yeah. <laughs> Just for a conversation piece. Yeah. Um, octophobia. What do you think octophobia is? It's either the fear of October. Yeah. Or of anything eight that's got eight sides, I, I imagine. Very close. The fear of the number eight. Ah, okay then. <laughs> the fear of the number... In case it does what? Jumps out at you. <laughs> no, it's like a circuit. Um, um, oct- optophobia optophobia okay what do you think that is optophobia um scared of operating heavy machinery <laughs> the fear of opening one's eyes i mean that's 2020 all over that is <laughs> <laughs> if there's a phobia for 2020 um, there was a couple a fear of balloons which I think okay. some people actually, yeah, yeah. Some people actually have this. That's a globophobia. This globophobia. I loved the fear of long words. Please tell me it's a long word for this. It is, and not only <laughs> is it a long word, it's the longest word in the dictionary. <laughs> Bastards. This is. Bastards. Uh, here we go. And someone has just made this up. Hip-hop. That's how words. Sorry, David. That's how words work. <laughs> yes. There's someone that will think we need a word for this. But Should no, we make one up? You'll understand where... It's a hippopotamus osis crudro quip It's not even got phobia at the end. Are you sure J.K. Rowling didn't write that in <laughs> Harry Potter as a spell? Literally, they've put hippopotamus on here. Hippopotamatrosis. Hippopotamatrosis quip edilipop. <laughs> now, that, that is one phobia that you don't say the name for. You would uh, just say, I'm scared of long words. Yes. Um, and a couple more finish off on this one. Uh, a fear of belly buttons. Yeah. Uh, why? Um, uh, the, the explanation here is people with this uh, phobia of, will avoid seeing or touching belly buttons, even their own. They might, I was going to ask you that if it's their own. Uh, they might even put a bandage over their belly button to avoid looking at it. Okay. And that's an omphalophobia. Oh, God, it's too late. Omphalophobia. Uh, so that's one. My favourite one by far, and I remember seeing this on a, like a Saturday night variety show, is a phobia of buttons. I think I might have heard of this, you know. So this is called compphophobia. Okay. Um, now, I remember seeing a programme where they had people with silly phobias coming on to try and get over their fear. And there was right. a woman who had a fear of buttons and they built like a tiny little room on the stage and it was filled with buttons, buttons on the wall. There was bowls of buttons and this woman was scared shitless of this room. She was asked to put her hand in the bowl and she was <laughs> shaking like, oh! Um, and I remember just as a kid, just crafting myself laughing. We are talking buttons as in like a cardigan, yeah, not, not yeah, buttons sh- like to end the world buttons. <laughs> no, like your shirt buttons, your shirt right. buttons. Uh, but yeah, as a kid, I just cried mouth laughing. It was great. Interesting. Uh, so yeah, so uh, what is the silliest phobia to have, Mike? I mean, there's probably loads more we haven't even thought of. I th- I, I think the winner serious? in that one, I think that it's the long words one. Definitely. Just because of the long name for, for it. 
Long words phobia, it mm. is. I think it's now time, Mike, to move on to listener questions. Right, it's that time of the podcast for listener questions. You can send us your questions in on the usual channels, Twitter, Instagram, email, YouTube, um, and we will try and answer them as best as we can. I think we asked for some Halloween tinged questions this week, but any questions are welcome whatsoever. Well, we we have got Halloween-esque questions. Yeah. So what are the um, questions this week, Michael? So the first one, you've mentioned them already, at Metallica UK. Mm-hmm. Good old Matt. asked... Have you ever done the old classic, put on a scary film to help secure a romantic liaison? And if so, what was the film? I don't think I've done that just because myself and Catherine can't do scary films. Just can't do them. Can't do them. But Catherine's one of those people where if we watch something that's got anything remotely scary in it, Mm-hmm. We've got to watch something nice afterwards to get oh, out. Oh, really? Of yeah. <laughs> so that's got to happen. Have you ever done that, Mike? Um, I think I have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't remember the film, what the film was. But I remember I was seeing this girl um, before uni, and she was babysitting. Mm-hmm. And she, invi- and she, she invited me over. And, and I said I couldn't make it or whatever. And I don't know if I could or whatever, but I was able to make it in the end. So I was like, Mum, can you drop me off? <laughs> I'm going to surprise her. But can we go to spa so I can get some bits first? <laughs> so I remember picking up four Bacardi Breezes. Oh, um, classic. And I think a box of di- milk tray. <laughs> I was like, right, sweet, drop me off, Mum. So I knocked on the door. She was surprised. and It was well-received. Um and then she said, should we put a movie on? And I'm convinced. I was like, yeah, yeah. And then I found a scary movie thinking, yeah, you can cuddle up to me. I'll look after you, that type of thing. But the more I thought about this, the more I realized it backfired. Right. <laughs> I really needed the toilet. <laughs> um, so, I had, so I was like, I, just, I had to go upstairs to the toilet. And I was there for quite a while to the point where the the parents came back that she was babysitting. Oh. <clears throat> and she was like, yeah, Mike came, but he's, he's still upstairs. I don't know what, what's wrong. And then the guy was like, you okay in there? <laughs> it's like, yeah, they're finished. They're finished. Honest. Oh. And, and I think I bolted. I, I think I bolted out of that, out of that house. Um, if everything, you know, nothing was left to see, but I imagine you'd have been hit with it if you walked in. So I was like, yeah, got to go. See you later. I'll take some other time, Rachel. Bye. And just left. Nothing says romance like milk train Picardy breezes, does it really? <laughs> it, it, early 2000s, it was the way to do. It was the do, you way remember, to do you remember what Picardy breezes was? It was just like a... Was it, it was a, the orange one. Oh, they really were, liked the orange ones. Yeah, they were the best ones, in fairness. Mm. Um, okay, yeah. I remember as a kid, if I ever watched anything, not so remote, I just remember as a kid watching one of the Jurassic Parks for the first time maybe like two or three and being scared going upstairs in case there was a velociraptor up the top of the stairs. Really? <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. I mean, and again, that was just last week. Um, <laughs> uh, so any other questions on listener question? Uh, there is indeed. So we've got two pumpkin related ones. Ooh. Okay. So one has said at Stu J4Z. Good old Stu. Have you ever seen a pumpkin any other time of the year? And then 
at skyblue underscore boy has asked why pumpkins what's the link so why pumpkins what the link i think if you google that there's going to be a there's going to be an answer shall i google it david go on you google it um i'll do the pumpkin one um other time of the year while you google it i don't think i've ever seen pumpkins any other time of the year you might no. ever see something advertised like pumpkin soup or something but you don't physically see a pumpkin no elsewhere it's like pancakes the British pancakes. You wouldn't necessarily go out your way to make pancakes unless no, it's pancake you, day. You might order them at a cafe that's got yeah pancakes on, but I don't. Th- I don't think I've ever seen anybody make pancakes except for Shrove Tuesday. Exactly. Yes. So Did you have to question yourself. On yeah, I was like, it's, is it Tuesday or Wednesday? Which one is it? Which one is it? <laughs> I mean, we might, especially for the girls, make crepes. Which are basically the middle making, class version. <laughs> basically, yeah. You're just making pancakes. You're putting the chocolate on, but you're just folding it over. Yeah. And you can say, oh, should we have some crepes, everybody? <laughs> um, but yeah, you wouldn't necessarily just go make pancakes for any other time of the year. No. I've never eat, I've never eaten a pumpkin. I've I never had think I have. or even drank the pumpkin latte spice thingamajigger that Starbucks no. sell out of all the time. It's only when you become an adult and you have to actually carve the pumpkins out yourself. I've never done that either. What? I've never carved a pumpkin. No, it wasn't. Come Halloween on. just wasn't a thing for us as kids. So I've never, and again, because it wasn't that big when we went to school, primary school and stuff. I imagine they do it at school now. I remember, it, doing, I remember doing it as a kid. I mean, I say I remember doing it as a kid. I might have done a bit and left my dad to do the rest. And be like, oh, yeah, no, a pumpkin. I've got no memory of me carving out a pumpkin at all. But since I've had the girls and you're like, right, okay, yeah, we'll get a pumpkin. Mm-hmm. And then you do it yourself, you're like, oh, this is so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> because the carving aspect of it, you see all these pictures on like Instagram of these really perfectly carved yeah, yeah, yeah. ones. And it like it's a fantastic visual. I don't know how the hell they do that. I, can, I, I struggle I, to your face. I can't imagine how difficult it would actually be. And it's not just that, it's the carving, it's the scoop, getting the ice cream scoop and getting all the seeds out. It's all gooey. Yeah, I believe oh. that's the thing as well. Oh, <clears throat> So, um, yeah, so all that hard work and you just go, yeah, that's all right. Cheers, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> do you put a candle, do people still put a candle inside them? Um, I get one of those. Is it health and safety? Yeah, I think it's probably health and safety. I get one of those cheap IKEA tea lights that turn on. Yeah. You turn it upside down and it turns on and just whack one of those in there. So help the environment and all that. Help the environment and making sure that no kids burn to death. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> uh, um, have you found I've out on the I pumpkins? Have. Okay, what does... Uh, I mean, people... That, that, this person could have done this, but we try and answer these questions for them. That's why they come to us, David. Yes, exactly. So in Ireland, people started to carve demonic faces out of turnips to frighten away Jack's wandering soul. <laughs> Imagine if it was turnips, not pumpkins. <laughs> when Irish immigrants moved to the US, they began carving jack-o'-lanterns from pumpkins as these were native to the region. Okay, so... So it's, it's a... come from turnips in Ireland. It's, it's come from turnips, and it's basically come from pumpkins in America. I mean, American yeah. well, taking jack? over our culture. I'm going, to ask, I'm going to find out who Jack is. Who's Jack from the pumpkin? Oh, I love it. It was turnips. Let's, let's do turnips. Come on, right, everyone. Here we go. Bring back turnips. <laughs> Bring back hashtag. We could we could start something there. We could start. Oh, I forgot to tell you on correspondence. Okay. Um, tonight, I think number sixteen was the highest I saw. Woolworths was trending. What? And a lot of people were talking about pick and mix. Now I don't know about you, David, but I personally think it's because they were listening to a daft question. I last think week's. they've all gone. Oh, I remember that. 
Let's... And then therefore they've just tweeted about it. And there's so many pictures of the old old scoops and the sweets individually wrapped <laughs> and the little peppermints and whatever. And I just looked at that with a sense of pride. Yeah, I, I think we should take personal credit for that. Mm. 16 in the UK trending. Yes. <laughs> um, right, apparently, the origin comes from an Irish myth about Stingy Jack who tricks the devil for his own monetary gain. When Jack died, God didn't allow him into heaven and the devil didn't let him to, into hell. So Jack was sentenced to roam the earth for eternity. Uh, that's all right, isn't it? That's all right. I mean, it kind of slightly takes the fun out of trick-or-treating. There's a, there's a Doctor Who story in that, isn't there? There's I'm going to be sure an episode of that well, uh, one day. I'm okay, sure so is. we've answered uh, both of those. Any more questions on the old listener um, question scope? Um, yes, so we do have one from Magically Magic Lee on the okay. Twitter. What's the ultimate autumnal dessert? Mm, okay, so is there a, would there be a set parameter for an autumnal dessert. How are you classing autumnal dessert? Something warm. <laughs> yeah. So something with custard. Well, I mean, I think you know what my answer is going to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't have to be autumnal. It could be summer roll or spring, spring roll. Would you class an apple crumble with custard? <sighs> so if you go and crumble, I'd have thought more rhubarb crumble would have been Ooh. autumnal Ooh, yeah. Yeah. compared okay. to apple. If it's got crumble, to be honest, if you just gave me crumble and custard, <laughs> I'd be happy with that. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. It's, it, would you have ice cream? Ice cream's not. I mean, I, w- I would have ice cream, but for an autumnal. I, I think it's got to have some kind of, like, say, warmth through it. Yeah. For it to work. But I think a crumble, a crumble with custard. Yeah, I think a crumble. Yeah, I'd go with that. I think. A crumble of whatever choosing um, is, yeah, is quite. Let's get indoors. Let's get comfy. Let's get cozy. Let's get some crumble and custard. <laughs> a bit of crumble, crumble. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I think crumble's the way forward. Okay, we we'll go for we'll go for crumble then with custard. Any other listener questions this week? Um, yes, yeah, so we've got one, um, which is an interesting one from Tobias. Okay, um, one of these from my Facebook from a couple of weeks ago. Oh, not the official channels, no, come know, on. I know, but like, there was like 40-odd questions on here. Um, it was the most we've had with all the episodes put together, David. <laughs> so he's asked an interesting one. In Roger Rabbit, yeah. how do the tunes come alive? Do they just draw them and boom? Or is it a more complicated process? All right, remind me, because they, they live in a separate... Toonie Town? Something like that. So, yeah, so is, they, is he saying in order for them to be alive in Toonie Town, did someone need to create them to yeah. come alive? And then he's saying, but if someone just drew, let's say, Mickey Mouse, why does that not happen all the time? I mean, that's deep, isn't it? That's proper mm. deep. There's some kind of... There must be some kind of process where someone's playing God and they're able to draw them and bring them to life. I think... Okay. So what does this created Mickey Mouse? Yeah. Mickey Mouse there films all the cartoons because all the cartoons are alive. So they'll film, physically film the cartoons, the action pieces yeah. or whatever. And then anything that's in a comic or newspaper or whatever, you just take photos. So there's literally one Mickey Mouse, one Minnie Mouse, one Daffy Duck, yeah. one Pluto, all the other cartoon characters that I can't think of off my head. <laughs> um, and they just film them or take photos of them. Okay. So how does the taking photos 
mean they come alive in this separate area? No, but they, they're alive. So I think Walt Disney drew a character and it, I don't know, they put it through a fancy machine and it came to life. Right, okay. Okay, and therefore, um, because of that, the cartoons that you see on TV are mm. filmed yeah. by, that, by that one person. Or if you see them in a magazine, a comic, whatever, someone's just taken photos of them and then published them. So, but we're basically saying for them to come alive, they've, there's some kind of fancy machine. I've, I've, Walt Disney's magic. I don't think he's just drawn it. <laughs> signed, signed his name at the bottom and it comes alive. Okay, so fancy machines or just magic from people's hands. Have you never been to Disneyland? It's magic. <laughs> Uh, right, okay. Um, any more listener questions for this week? Um, or that's, that... all we've, that's all we've got this week, David. Okay. Mike, it's the return of surprise question. This is the part of the podcast where uh, either Mike or I will ask each other a question, but it's a surprise. We don't know what the question is beforehand for research. It's completely off the cuff. The other person doesn't know what's coming. And for this week, it's my turn to ask you, Michael. Mm-hmm. Surprise question. Uh, Mike, before I ask you this question, I need to... What's going on with your hands? <laughs> Since when do you do this? Mm. Uh, for the audio listeners, I'm putting my two fingers together in a serious uh, mastermind pose. Um, in order for me to ask this question, I need you to understand a, a, a concept. All right? Right. If I were to say, if you were to imagine a medieval castle, yeah, right, and you were to... Uh, the uh, the castle gate, you know mm-hmm. the classic gate that comes down at the front to block the castle in. I do. Do so you understand that concept? Yeah. Great. Okay. So, Michael, my uh, surprise drawbridge in it. Is that what they call it? Uh, well, the drawbridge is the one that goes over the moat. Yeah. But you can get. And those, this is the. Yeah, the one that literally yes. just goes goes down like that. Yes. I'm using for audio listeners my hand as a gate <laughs> that goes down. It's a beautiful looking gate. Yeah. Um, so here's my question for you, Michael, for surprise question. Okay. How many British-style potato waffles would it take to form a fully functioning medieval gate? <sighs> so how many of those British potato waffles you get in your supermarket would you need to put together to form a fully functioning and stable from attack. Have you, have you got an answer to this? Have you like Googled it? Uh, no, not okay. at all. I've just thought this question up random and I want um, you to answer it. Lords. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm, so here's he, he's a, he's a, he's a sub question for your thinking. Are you cooking those waffles? Well, you have to. to if, if we think in practicality, they have to be cooked to form any sort of barrier. I mean, I think cooked or uncooked, anybody's getting through it anyway. Do you not think, though, a cooked waffle would be more prone to attack, to crumble, than a frozen waffle? It'll be frozen for three hours, and then it's just <laughs> soggy. Unless you've built some kind of aircon machine. Unless you PVA glue it, that hardens it. <laughs> Yeah, okay. So you could get some PVA glue and just lather it on. Yeah. Right, so, right, so 
we, I'm taking we we seeing like a proper medieval one, not just proper, something a bit on the back garden. No, proper medieval gate. You've got to pop to the shops, get all your packets of potato waffles. Mike, just for audio purposes, he's trying to count <laughs> the, the amount of rows he would need for a proper medieval <laughs> gate of potato waffles. Oh. Carry the two. So I reckon it's about 11 or 12 for this table that I'm sat on alone. Okay. And that's... So that's just... Oh, my word, David. Right. <laughs> Oh, I've been waiting 24. for weeks for this surprise question. Right, um, so I reckon it'd be 40 along. Okay. And they're, they're tall, aren't they? They're like two, three of me standing on each of the shoulders. Oh, oh right, I, get, I, thought you, I thought you meant a potato waffle then. No, 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 the actual gate, the gate. Uh, they're quite big, aren't they? I think, I think you're looking at three or four. So if we say three of me... Yeah. Three of you uh, standing on shoulders. So if I lie across this table, <laughs> I maybe half of me... So we said 12 for that. So 24. So 24, 48, 72, up. Okay. Right, so... So, so if I do 72 times 12, that's right, isn't it? I'm going to take your word for it on this. Is that how it works? Maths 72... Is not... That's right, in 72. 24, yeah. 48. Yeah, yeah. yeah 72, 72 yeah. times 12. Yeah. 864 waffles. 864 waffles. So that counts right. both. So is that counting both um, horizontal and vertical? Yeah, that's covered. Yeah, that, that covers it. That's right. And that's is that just one layer, though? Do you think because of a waffle, whether cooked or frozen, you need double or triple layers of the No, because we're going to PVA glue it. It'll be fine. <laughs> it's hard as nails, the PVA glue. Okay. Uh, now, so how many do you get? Twelve in a packet of waffles. Um, I mean, I've got some waffles in the freezer, but or is it eight? I can't be asked to go check them. Um, I, I think it's eight. I think it's twelve, actually. Right, okay, let's just say it's twelve. So divide that by twelve. I would need to buy seventy-two packets. That can't. Be, it must be more than that. I think if you pop down to Aldi, you could probably get seventy-two packets of potato for a fiver. <laughs> you imagine just in the trolley, busy weekend. Yeah, it just feels like a medieval gate. <laughs> Oh, a few children? No, no. <laughs> Just trying to prove a point. Have you got any? P- have you got any? Have you got any PVA yeah. glue? Love? Special aisle, love. Special aisle. <laughs> right, so that's seventy-two packets. So how, how how many was that? Sorry, eight hundred and. Oh my word! I've closed me up now. Hang on. Eight hundred and sixty-four. I'm saying, in order to build a medieval uh, kind of gate out of potato waffles, British style. It needs to be 872, did you say? 864. 864. Can I just say as well, like this, if there's any question that fits our bio for this podcast, it's that question. Two friends, one podcast. We attempt to debate the questions you never thought you needed the answers to. I I guarantee there's not anybody listening to this that that has once thought, Got a packet of waffles in their hands and gone. How many of these does it take to build a to build a gate for a medieval and, castle? And that is what we try to do, Mike. We live to serve <laughs> these questions. I hope that's not only answered my question, which it has, but many people now have thought, you know what? Yeah, right, I did think that. I don't think it will. Okay, so surprise question done, Mike. You can return serve for the next episode. 
for your surprise question, you have got a good few days to... Uh, How many to think dairy of- milk bars would it take to build a yacht to get across from one way, one end to the River Mersey? Okay. We'll just save that for next week. <laughs> <laughs> right. Should we do last question, Mike? Let's do it, David. Halloween, Michael, has many monsters and ghouls to scare us. Traditionally, from the Hollywood versions, we know of Frankenstein, Dracula and the werewolf. But for this last question of the podcast, Mike, I want to know, out of those three stereotypical Halloween characters, who would make the worst office colleague? So just repeat the ones again for me, please. So we're going for Frankenstein, Dracula and the werewolf. A man who dresses to a woman who goes into the werewolf. I think... For this question as well, we have to set the rules of the uh, Dracula and Werewolf are always in their form. They okay. don't have to wait till night time or a moon oh, to come up. That, well, that is completely ruined. Oh, what right. I was going to say for this answer. <laughs> okay, so to not spoil your research, then <laughs> let's say that they have to form those part. They have, those situations still have to happen. This has to be night. Full moon still has to come out. Right. It was going to be Dracula. Okay. Um, because he wouldn't, there's just, he wouldn't do anything. Like, he'd just <laughs> sit in a coffin all day while we're trying to bust our ass, making sure that we hit that 5 pm deadline. Um, but considering that he can work during the day, Frankenstein. Yeah. So, in my version, where any rules were possible. <laughs> So the, the, the darkness and that didn't work. I put Dracula down as the worst as well. Okay, then. And Frankenstein as the best. Right. Uh, Dracula-wise, I just think he would flirt with the colleagues all day. I just think he's got that persona. Really? Yeah, I think so. I think he's one of those people that la- would laugh at his own jokes. And he has that Dracula laugh that would just grind you down. He- one, ah, 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 ah. Two, ah, 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 ah. He'd say Maybe that's what Count Dracula, Count Dracula's doing. Count, is it Count Dracula? Is it Sesame Street? Yeah. Maybe he thinks him saying one, two, three is hilarious, and he's literally laughing at his own jokes. I think so. But then he, he, last one, he laughs at his own jokes at the end, and you're just like, oh, not again, not again. Um, but I think he'd be great at parties, though. He'd stay up all night. No, I don't think he'd be good at parties because he'd he'd try and get you in a dark corner and suck your blood. <laughs> But then that's what I mean. He's if you went out for like a work meal, he's he'd be the fussy one who has to order particular things. Yeah, he would. And he'd he'd have to wait for it to come before you could then start. And you couldn't order anything garlic. No. Oh, oh Dracula, you can't have garlic, can you? Can you just sit at the other end of the table if you're going to have that? So there'd be no cold cold garlic bread for him. Uh, oh no, <laughs> true. Yeah, couldn't go to a pizza place. For that, or any Italian establishment. Werewolf. I just imagine he'd get his hair everywhere. Yeah, I think he'd be. Um, yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think he'd just be annoying all the time. He'd be non-stop all the time. If he'd... you if you were a cleaner, you'd constantly be just with a Hoover behind him <laughs> wherever he is. I get the, the sense of the werewolf that he or he or she would would take anything you say to, to the wrong end. They get the wrong end of it straight away, okay. and just would, would get really annoyed quite easily. I can imagine werewolf getting annoyed quite easily. Um, and 
What else? I don't know what else for Dracula. I think that was it. Um, I know for Frankenstein, I think he'd be that guy that wouldn't say anything, but at the end of a, a sentence, he'd make a grunt noise and everybody would find it hilarious. And they'd be like, oh, Frankenstein, what a guy. <laughs> like the old 80s <laughs> yeah. cheesy sitcoms. Yeah. Um, but I think he'd be the workhorse. He'd just get stuff done. He would, but quite sluggish. Yeah. I think you could give him anything. He wouldn't, he wouldn't complain. You yeah. could give him the most mundane tasks and he'd just like, mm, and go off and do it. But then you're still waiting six hours later. Yeah. Like, has he not entered that bin yet? He'd still get the job done, though. He'd still get the job done, and he, he just wouldn't complain about anything you gave him. Slow and steady wins the race. Well, he so would complain. He would complain. Or you think he's complaining. That, that uh, You'd be like, yeah. oh, stop complaining. <clears throat> but that's just his natural reaction. He, he, you could be telling him some gossip, how Deirdre got with Sandra or something. And he would just literally react going, hmm. Oh, not you as well. I thought you'd support <laughs> me for, for a Frankenstein. But he's probably like, in his head, he's like, no way. <laughs> but he just has that that one, hmm. Oh, any of the, what other kind of Halloween type characters would you have in office? A witch? They'd, yeah, be, the, we, they'd, they'd be the gossip or they'd you'd be... Have, you'd, have, you'd have to be careful at witch. Because yeah, if you... Yeah. If, you couldn't gossip about the witch because no. if she got a sniff of anything, she, like there'd be some sort of portion like chucking in <laughs> mice legs and Deirdre's hair and Sandra's toenails and then mixing it all up and then suddenly you're a frog. Yeah, you wouldn't want the witch to do the tea round. No. Because if you piss them off, you know what type of brew you were getting. Yeah, no chance. <laughs> um, yeah, no, stay close. Stay clear of the witch. Um, what other typical Halloween costume people are there? I mean, all I know is like your skeleton, but then no, you'd have to you'd have to give them your coat all the time. <laughs> oh, cover you'd, up, man! You'd have, you'd have the heating would have to be up all the time. <laughs> yes, because of that because of that one annoying person, <laughs> and it would be it would be skeleton because he's cold all the time. So you'd have to knock up the heating, and then you'd literally have to turn up his shorts and t-shirt. Oh, yeah, that would be one. So he'd, he'd be the most annoying. <laughs> so the one we haven't put down as the list yeah. would be the most annoying. Because like, there is there is always really that one person that just is never happy with the temperature. Yeah. But you've got to change the temperature for that person. And Skeleton would be that bastard. <laughs> so we're and saying... Why? And he's like, no, I'm too cold. But put a jumper on then. It's July. Don't need to put a jumper on, do I? <laughs> well, I'm guessing the summer, but in the summer months, wouldn't he just have that to his advantage, though? He's or she would have had that to their advantage. Yeah, but I'd like, if I, uh, I was going to say, if I'm walking naked, I'd still be cold, but I don't think I would. Well, that'd be, that'd be an excuse anyway, David. <laughs> it's chilly today, <laughs> isn't it? Um, uh, so we're saying then, Frankenstein, Dracula, werewolf, who would be the most annoying office colleague? In that scenario, we're probably saying Dracula, but we're probably saying actually a skeleton overall. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad that we have answered that question as well for people. I'm sure Dave will also be wondering who the most annoying would be. This is this is one episode for all those random questions that people have desperately need answered. This is a quality hashtag content. 
so many people. Um, I think we'll leave it there, Mike. Another episode of A Daft Question done. Uh, thank you very much for people for listening. Five-star review on iTunes if you have got it. Thank you very much. Mike, it's your favourite part once again for the end of the podcast. If people want to follow us on the socials or just get in touch with their questions, follow the official channels. Got a question? You send it here. Personal ones? We will, yes, read it and use it. But please send it to the official ones, please. Mike, where are those official ones? Instagram or Twitter, at a daft question. Email us, adaftquestion at gmail.com, or search a daft question on YouTube and comment on one of our little videos. Lovely. And for this spooky Halloween uh, edition, or kind of really not so edition, uh, Mike, any, any spooky sign-off from you? Just to illustrate for the audio listeners, Mike's giving me the two fingers, but he's very freakishly outbent two fingers. <laughs> um, no, it was good. It was. Um, I'll look forward to listening to it, listen to this in the morning. Okay, all right. No, so it's, no pressure, David. <laughs> I shouldn't have told you it was off. Really. <laughs> uh, so it's bye from Mike for this week. Bye from David from this week. It is bye from me. See you next time. 